Blog Talk Radio. Well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's a special standing above the crowd podcast, uh, hosted by my good friend, a brother, a mentor, James Donaldson, live from Seattle, Washington. Yours truly, Mark Mancini, producing it, 347-205-9631. Catch the archive on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mancini Sports, podcast platforms, wherever you subscribe to, powered now by Mancini Media. So without further ado, as I lay down the red carpet, put the podium in its place, hand off the mic. James, first of all, how are you? Second of all, how can people get a hold of you? Third of all, you're reciprocating. You're bringing Cleveland now into Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Mark. Uh, It's more like uh, reciprocating, bringing the guest host from Cleveland into Seattle. Uh, I've I've been a guest on his show quite a bit, so he'll be a guest on mine today. But first of all, yeah, doing really great. This is kind of a special edition of uh, Standing Above the Crowd podcast and with James Donaldson. Uh, you know, normally we do this on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today we made a, a little correction, a little addition, and uh, we'll be fine with that. Get back to our, our regular schedule next week. Um, people can get a hold of me at jamesd at standingabovethecrowd.com, my, my email that comes directly to me. And I'd love to hear from you. Just uh, shoot a quick email, give me a comment or two, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't matter. Just nice to get the feedback. And also, um, you know, if you have some thoughts about upcoming guests you'd like to hear, we're going to kind of go, you know, basketball heavy throughout the NBA playoffs because, this is really what the news is all about, the NBA playoffs and the finals coming up. So, And we've got a slew of basketball, great NBA basketball guys coming up as well. Uh, but today, without any further ado, uh, I've been a guest, been, been honored to be a guest uh, whew, at least a dozen times, maybe 12, 15 times now, every other week on a great uh, podcast out of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, hosted by a wonderful host, a wonderful man named Peter Ray. And Peter has a podcast called The American Sports History. Um, and, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about sports history today. We'll talk about Peter and, and the work he's been doing, uh, how he got into this line of work, what makes him such a, a fascinating fan about the history of sports, especially American sports. And then, of course, we'll talk some NBA basketball because that's really what the news is all about the last couple of weeks here with uh, with these playoff series going on. So, uh, Peter, without any further ado, I really want to welcome you to our podcast this afternoon. Uh, and I want to just say thank you so much for all the wonderful conversations we've had on your show, uh, talking, you know, a lot, a lot about sports, but more so about the work I'm doing with mental health awareness and suicide prevention. And I really thank you for giving me that stage and that platform to do that. So, Peter, why don't you tell the folks how you're doing uh, and how did you get into this line of work of hosting a podcast about American sports history? Uh, hi, James. I'm doing well, uh, and I'm, I'm really honored to be uh, on your show with these, uh, looking at some of the guests who, who really caught yeah. my attention, Lenny Wilkins, Ruthie Bolton, Bill North, and Craig Elo among the You've had 13 guests so far, really wonderful, and I've I've loved doing shows with you on talking about your book, your amazing uh, work uh, with in, in mental health, and um, 
I was a high school history teacher for 23 years in uh, two two years in Switzerland, a year in Guam, 20 years in the Philippines, and uh, I came back to Cleveland uh, nine years ago, and I couldn't get a teaching job. I've been uh, I started making uh, YouTube videos four and a half years ago, and uh, we've made the. Uh, 742 history videos in in a, all kinds of different areas: world history, American history, book reviews, poetic tours, Cleveland baseball, family history, autobiography, Cleveland basketball, Cleveland football, and baseball. And then I, I was sort of promoting that channel. I met and came across Mark Mancini on Facebook, and he, of course, he has a network, a sports podcast network. So he said, "Hey, you want to have a show?" And that was about more than two years ago now, and and that's been really wonderful. The, the show with Mark, and then, of course, you've been on so many times now. I've, I'm keeping track because it seems seems important to me. Yeah, we've you've been on 16 times though, and I just love going through your book. And I've got your other book ready to go through when we get through that. So I think, you know, I mean, you're just such an interesting. I find people interesting, and you are such an interesting person, and and your work is so right. important. So I'm so happy to have another show with you today. Thank you so much, uh, Peter. Uh, now, uh, you obviously have a YouTube channel. Where can folks go to get your, your body of work up on YouTube? Yeah, the channel name is my name, Peter J. Period, R-E-A is my family name, Ray, R-E-A. So that's it. It's pretty simple. Okay, wonderful. Good, good, good. And you're out of, out of Cleveland now. Uh, obviously, you're a big Cleveland sports enthusiast. Uh, and the Browns and the Cavs and the, formerly the Indians, <laughs> we were just talking about that, have uh, right. all been long, long-time Cleveland-established uh, teams with great histories to themselves. Uh, are, you, are you a serious Cleveland sports fan, or are you just kind of happen to be in Cleveland and doing your work out of there? Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> When I was 13 years old, 1973, uh, I came from a very good family, but uh, my sister had died, and, and my parents were kind of sad. And uh, anyway, I was going through adolescence, and I don't know why, but I oh man, did I become a Cleveland sports fan? I put all everything into it, and I was obsessed. And yeah, so uh, and I really yeah, so I've been uh, you know, there's more to life than following sports teams, but and then I got in the Philippines, you know, I couldn't follow Cleveland sports over there, especially back in the '90s. So I, I got into history, and that's sort of how I got. I thought, and I discovered all these forgotten championships in Cleveland. I thought, oh, this is great. So, so yeah, I've been yeah, uh, yeah since 1973, one of these diehard Cleveland sports fans because I grew up here. <laughs> Along with the heartbreaks and the heartaches over the years as well, I'm sure. <laughs> Except for the Cavs, the Cavs with LeBron and Kyrie, yeah. Well, that's why it's it's. I loved hearing what Craig Elo when he talked about his father helping him after, since he was the defender. Or he actually hit the shot that put him ahead, but then he was the defender who uh, Jordan got the shot off. And I, I love what he talked about his father uh, helping him. And the thing I've, you know, we're getting time passes and you know i realized you know that yeah you're you're a fan and I, I i have so much respect for athletes especially pro athletes for what they're able to accomplish but you know the thing is in life there's winning different types of winning and losing and even though i'm a sports fan but uh you know i think what's what's really important is having good character and uh you know so that's you know the uh, this obsession with championships and everything we we need to be good people you know and i 
So to me, that's yeah. I've gotten as I've gotten older. I mean, it still hurts, you know, if your team's in the playoffs and they lose, you know, and the, when the Cavs, when LeBron left the second time and they got swept in the final, yeah, it really hurt. But uh, you know, it's that's part of life. Life has its, yeah. uh, you know, these experiences we go through. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and the lessons to be lessons to be learned from that. Uh, right. That's one of the great things I've learned with sports is, you know, you learn how to win. You learn how to, you know, not get too heady about it, not get too, uh, you know, boastful or proud about it, and you learn how to lose. You know, how to continue to keep it in perspective. Uh, go back to the drawing board and prepare yourself for another day. I mean, that's that's life and that's sports as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> so important. Your respect for the noble opponent and having respect. You know, we have to. You know, as fans, we have to, you know, we, we can't make, you know, championships, every, everything in, in our lives, because otherwise we're going to be just miserable. Only one team's going to win a championship in each sport. So uh, that, uh, that's why, you know, I, I love the story of Louis Tian. who was a baseball player. He left Cuba. And he, he couldn't, he didn't see his parents for like 12 years because he couldn't go back. And then the Red Sox lost the World Series, a tough World Series in 1975. But, you know, he, he had such a good attitude about it, you know, because, of course, he'd experienced tougher things than, than losing a, a, a baseball World Series, you know, not being able to see his parents. So that was, there are, there are hardships in life. You know, I think it's, and it, this is God's world, so all the hardships do serve a purpose to help us to to develop qualities if we can accept them, you know, to become better people, to become closer to God, and to, to try to be God, uh, servants of God. Right, exactly. Now, you, you've had a nice mix of uh, guests on your show over the over the years and over the time I've been on as well, but uh, throughout throughout the time you've been doing your, your history of sports uh, broadcasts, um, what what percentage you know what kind of mix do you have? You have baseball, obviously, of football and basketball, uh, other sports. What what is your mix, kind of? What do you think? Well, just looking at the names, you know, yeah, a lot of baseball. I think it's heavy on baseball, and there's different. There's some baseball players. There's some people in the media. Some authors of books. Uh, some other people into pod who also have their own podcasts. I'm trying to think. There's yeah. Uh, there's a football football author. Uh, I don't know if we've had any. I think you're the only NBA, former NBA player we've had. Uh, and some people in mental, the mental health field. I don't know if you've met Mel Velasquez. He's big into the mental. And think he has a show. You might like to talk to him, Mel. He's into the mental Ready. health field. We've had. Uh, so yeah, I don't think we've had an NFL player. But, um, yeah, different, you know, the sports people are, this country, people are so, oh, yeah, yeah, mostly baseball as I look through the names here, but, um, mm -hmm. and different things, authors, several authors of books, so. Wonderful. Uh, and, and books of various topics or typically sports? Uh, baseball books, and like I said, the one guy, yeah, we had a, I had a baseball player, Jack Percante, who wrote a book for coaches, and you can see if youth coaches as one of his books, and I, yeah. it's really I'm, I've been reading it. It's really good because you know we really have a problem with youth sports with with the way they're you know the parents being kind of especially the money is so big now, and then so everyone thinks their kids are going to be pro and make all this money, and so they're they're sort of make being you know too much pressure on kids youth sports and a lot of kids are dropping out. So that's a real good book trying to help youth sports coaches. 
And some of them are on, you know, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other. Yeah, this, like I said, this guy, Mel Velasquez, it's a mental, he's writing a book on mental health, um, that, or I think he's already written it, dealing with, because, um, you know, and there actually are a lot of books in sports that dealing with the mind, you know, and how important that is uh, and the importance of character to, uh, to that's right. for not only in that's, sports that's, but in life itself. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, before we dive into the NBA playoffs that are going on now, uh, one thing that, you know, I've been working on for a long time, and I know you have interest in, interest in, is the fact that we've had three NCAA female athletes take their lives in the last six weeks. Three is, I mean, a soccer player, a softball player, track and field. It's just, it's just astonishing what's happening to so many of our young people, the tremendous amount of stress that they put on themselves to be perfect, to excel, uh, to just continue pushing themselves until they reach that breaking point, I guess. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but uh, I take notice every time I hear about this, every time I read about it. Uh, what are your thoughts on some of the stresses and, and, the, and the tensions on these student-athletes and what can the NCAA do a better job of trying to help these things? Well, it's a, that's, a, that's a very deep uh, issue. And um, I'm, the church I'm in is called Self-Realization Fellowship. It teaches yoga meditation. And it's, you know, you, you and I both have had uh, depression and we both had uh, sure. faced the uh, thoughts of suicide. And, and um, the thing is, there's so many, uh, there's so much unhappiness in the world in general because we people are seeking for you know ma- they think material things will bring them happiness and you know we we have to have a spiritual life i think there is a source of happiness and and god is that source and if we don't um if we don't if we ignore that source you, we we are going to there's the the, the results going to be widespread misery that and, and the final result is suicide if for individual but but it's not just suicide it's just sort of so many people sort of living miserable lives because they mm-hmm. they don't make any spiritual effort and they don't understand you know that life that god God does exist there is a source of joy and happiness and if we make effort we can we can tap into to, to have a relationship with God, and then we can feel happiness. But it, without that, I don't think you you really can. I don't know what what you could tell the NCAA about that. But you know, and we have to care. We have to understand that. You know, if, if parents think if, for for parents, if they think the only thing that matters with their kids is getting high grades and doing well in sports, and they don't, we have to understand the importance of character in general you know mm-hmm. that we need to be good people and that god will help us to be a, to be a good to improve our character through prayer and yeah. meditation and, and spiritual study and and service yeah you know i really appreciate that peter i mean you and i have not been shy about sharing our faith and our relationship with god uh and that's great i mean we talk about it every two weeks on your show as a part of our interview every time but, you know, we live in a country where it's becoming more and more secular. Uh, church, I think, is losing its influence. Religion is losing its influence. Uh, young people are growing up with a, with a sense of not really belonging to anything in particular. And they just kind of go whatever which the wind blows. Uh, it's all about me, me, me. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. And they forget the the real value of personal, deep personal relationships 
with others in your life who love you and care about you. Um, and maybe, you know, yeah, you're right. There's nothing the NCAA can do about that. My big push and onus is always trying to get the individual to really start taking hold of their lives and reevaluating uh, their values and what they stand for so that they can handle these, these storms that come your way throughout life because, Sure enough, there will be storms, and and I don't think our young people are prepared well enough anymore for those ups and downs and, and trials and tribulations of life. Well, you know, the, the thing is uh, we've lived in a world where in the past you've had religious leaders who really were not, uh, who were hypocrites or who did not, really weren't that really good people. I mean, there have been, you know, but there has to be, there have to be more people See, there is a lot of atheism, and people don't think God exists because they don't see any. There has to be, you know, of course, it is a different relationship because he's invisible. You can't, but the thing is he needs to be manifested in the lives of people. There's been so mm. much hypocrisy, people who have talked about God. When I was growing up, I went to church. My parents, and the thing is, I became a very troubled young man, and my parents really couldn't help me because they didn't have the ability. I mean, they were good people but they couldn't, didn't have the ability to help me. And so, so that's why there needs to be more and more people really making spiritual effort so that they can become positive and, and, and caring people uh, so that we can help each other. People need yeah. help, but yeah. they, they don't think, well, God doesn't, they don't see any, and they see these hypocrites who have been religious leaders, and they, especially if they've had bad experiences. You know, if, if you're growing, when you grow up, you're going to church every Sunday, and you, it doesn't do anything for you, and you don't feel any. It's, it's helping you, because that's the thing. I remember going to church. We were I was in the Episcopal Church, and we were going every Sunday, and and our family was falling apart, and it that experience didn't give me any sense that God existed. So you have a lot of people. Yeah, they've they've been, they've had experiences with church. It didn't do anything. Nothing. It didn't. They didn't get the help they needed. So they gave up yeah. on it. But that doesn't mean God yeah. doesn't exist. God does exist, even if He's not uh, apparent in in certain uh, churches that that weren't yeah. really. You know, and see the thing is, Christianity hasn't been Christian. We have to, and you know, the goal is the the bars are very high in Christianity to love God and to love each other. But, but we haven't sure. done that, and we need to, it's very simple, yeah. and, we, and we, we, can't, we can do it, but we have to want to do it. And we, it seems like people are very stubborn before they're, they're willing to make spiritual effort. And they, there's so much suffering that people go through, and very often they, they still don't make any effort. But God's uh, waiting, and he's always there, and he will help us if we – and he is helping us. Even if we don't, uh, yeah. often, we don't know it. He is helping, but we have to make more of an effort to reach out to Him, to cooperate with Him, and um, and to be receptive to 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 His help. Yeah, thank you so much for that. That that's great. You know, in the uh, seven or eight minutes we have left, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs and what do you think so far of the playoff series? Uh, of course, we saw the Brooklyn Nets get swept out of there by the Boston Celtics. Uh, who's your who's your pick, and what do you think so far? What's going on? Uh, I developed a simple uh, strategy with the playoffs, and 
I researched the teams in terms of uh, when was their last championship, if ever, or if they started. So right now I'm rooting for a Sixers-Suns uh, finals. Sixers won a wow. title in 83, their last one. Right. The Suns never. Yeah. The Suns have a team since 1968. And my, my, I would, I, yeah, I really hope the Suns win it because it's 1968, so I don't know, that's like 54 years, right? And never won a title. If, and if you look at right. if you look at the NBA overall, the history of the NBA Finals, like the Celtics and Lakers have won more than half of all the championships. And That's so right. I, I'm always rooting for the teams because you know here we are in Cleveland. Since in my lifetime, the Cavs have, in 2016 were the only team to win a title. And so I'm I'm rooting for for I'm rooting for the Sixers. You know, this, with the Sixers, that's 17. That's what 39 years. That's a long time. Back to Dr. J's time, and the Suns never. So oh, I'm yeah. rooting for those two teams to make it. <laughs> I, I was in the league back in '83 when the Sixers won. So those were, uh, you know, Andrew Tony, Moses Malone, Mo Cheeks, all those guys. Uh, great team, and we thought they'd be putting a title run together for two or three, or four years. But they just had the one, and that was it. Uh, Phoenix made the finals back in the 90s, I believe. And last uh, year, right? And, and then last year as well. So they made the finals a couple of times, just haven't pulled home, pulled home the whole thing yet. So, uh, well, great. That's really good. Uh, what do you think about these super teams now? Teams are going out just buying the best players, putting four or five, six all-stars on their roster, uh, you know, I think the Brooklyn Nets tried that, and the Lakers tried that, of course. So what do you think about super teams? Yeah, I, I don't like it because uh, – and that's the thing. You know, I was talking to my son about uh, – he actually had some notes. I said, oh, you should be on this show there. He said he wants to talk about the playoffs. He said uh, – he's talking about uh, Chris Paul could win his first title uh, if, if the Suns win. And um, but he was talking about how the Warriors, the thing about them is that uh, Steph Curry is such a good guy, and he's just, and he doesn't have the big ego, you know. So they've, you, you talk about chemistry, so that's why, and I think Steve Kerr's a really good guy. And so they, they've, and they, and they developed, the te- that team was developed, you know. And then, of course, they've had uh, Durant, the Durant era came when they were almost too strong, and then that ended, and then they had injuries, and now they're back. They're a very strong contender. So to me, that is, is even though they beat us three out of four years in the finals, but to me, character is so important. And then you have the superstar, Steph Curry. That's what my son was telling me. It's like, that's why, because a lot of teams, I think with LeBron, maybe because LeBron from such a young age got his ego inflated, you know, by being so great, and Steph wasn't like that. But I think LeBron's yeah. problem has been kind of that he's been so good and maybe had a big ego. And, and I don't know if he was, has been able to uh, help other guys uh, improve. And then he's always leaving, so there's sort of uncertainty about him. But anyway, so I think that's – yeah, I think it's it's good. I, I, I admire the Warriors for ha- for being able to – what to do what they've done to develop a team. And, and, and you have to admire Steph Curry, again, for his humility and his ability to, to be a good team player and, 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 yeah, and have that humility, even though he's a tremendous player. Yeah, I think, I think that's so true. You know, I mean, winning championships, it's, it's a matter of having, you know, a really good coach who demands the respects of his players and having great players who are able to, uh, submerge their egos a little bit and allow themselves as a team to be coached. Uh, I look at the Lakers and, you know, yeah, four or five all-stars in the team, but they just couldn't get it together this year. Uh, the Nets the same way. 
yeah, Kyrie Irving missed most of the season because of COVID and all the other stuff going on. Uh, so they never could really gel. They didn't have that chemistry. You could see it in Kevin Durant's face and in his body language. He just wasn't really into the series uh, the way that he normally has been. Uh, and I've been on really, really talented teams, too. And I can tell you, you know, if the guys aren't getting along and, you know, we, we're out there playing together, but if you're not getting along on and off the court and really have each other's backs almost as best friends and, uh, and a true team, um, you're just not going to win it. Uh, I, I think I saw a statistic once that said only about 15% of the NBA players ever win a championship. You know, so 85% of us never, ever win. And I played against a lot of the great guys, you know, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, Stockton. They never won. And, and I didn't win. And so, the vast majority of the guys I know and played with did not win championships. And that's really what it comes down to. But, uh, you know, it, it, it takes more than just having talent. Talent is good. Uh, and talent makes the coach. If you have a great talented team and they're willing to listen to the coach, the coach is genius. You know, if you have a great talented team and they're not listening to you, the coach gets fired. So that's just the way it goes with these kind of things. Wow. Uh, now, have you have you done any publications or anything yourself over the years, uh, Peter? Uh, no, I haven't. I've just been making these YouTube videos. Yeah, I haven't pr- written oh. any books. No, I, I did write a book. It's unpublished, but it's uh, <laughs> it didn't go yeah. anywhere. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, people are so interested in the history of sports, especially when you lay it out and tell the story. I mean, this this is really what it's all about. But hey, the podcast. It, people even more so instead of reading they're even more so into listening to podcasts or watching videos because our, our attention span just isn't quite what it used to be but uh wow that's so great and where, where do you hope to go from here with your podcast well i don't know i mean we're things with uh the yeah with with you that's ongoing so i'm real happy about that i miss every two weeks so then the other weeks so i'll you know mark mancini keeps bringing people in that are you know i've been relying on him uh i'm gonna try i've been trying to get sam mcdowell back because you know he's he, he got into yeah al, uh, recovery from alcohol did a lot of good works similar to yours you know in terms of mental health the mental health field so uh we'll, we'll see who who shows up and uh and I was, uh, like I said, Mark Mancini's done a really good job of keeping bringing, uh, bringing wonderful guests. You know, that's how I, that's how I met you. So he's, he's, he's got a, really a wonderful network that continues to grow of people. And uh, so we'll, we'll just keep going. That's great. I'll have to turn you on to a real dear friend of mine, uh, Arif Khatib out of the Bay Area in California. And he put together the Multi-Ethnic Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, and he goes back 70, 80 years to the old Negro Leagues and the segregation and all the things. A lot of these great uh, athletes of color, uh, black athletes especially, who never got the recognition. And so he put together a multi-ethnic sports hall of fame, uh, and he's still out writing books and telling the story. Uh, I think he'd be a great addition to your show because history is what he's all about. And history is what you're all about as well. So I'll make sure I make that introduction for you. 
Yeah, I'd appreciate that. I'm looking for guests. Uh, if you and uh, if you want any anybody you want to uh, refer to me, I'd be real happy. And I'm yeah, that, I, I actually I did every year of Cleveland the Negro League teams. That's to me, it's very important because those. You know, those teams yeah. were really uh, were forgotten in the leagues, uh, and then because and some people thought, oh, it's sort of shameful, this sort of painful memory. But but you know, they they, they definitely need to be remembered, and I, I'm real interested in hearing more about that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, Abdul Jabbar, Kareem Abdul Jabbar writes uh, books on history, uh, the Harlem Renaissance, the Harlem Rims, and those guys. So he's done some great books. I just finished uh, Kareem's book last week, John Wooden and I. What a fantastic book that was. Uh, that, that's, Kareem is my goat, you know, because of the work he does off the court, but also the great body of work he did on the court. He gets overlooked in that conversation a lot. Uh, but, you know, when you put it all together, he, he's, he's the guy that really, oh, for 20 years, nonstop excellence every single year. Was just fantastic to play against him. Uh, well, as we as we start to wrap up in the next minute or so, uh, are, are you? Uh, what is your favorite sport you like to follow and keep in track? Keep track of. Well, it's been baseball. That's why this Guardians, the name change hurts so much because now I'm rooting for them to lose, so they'll change the name back to Indians because it's it it really hurts me. Yeah, I just can't. I can't. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, baseball. I was uh, it was the summer game. It always represented. Uh, Cleveland winters are tough, and baseball represented no spring and summer and no school, and so I had this love of baseball, and and um, so yeah, I would say in, in my in the Philippines, I ended up having a baseball program for little kids. It was really fun, and I really enjoyed that. So, and, but actually, you know, in the Philippines, you know, basketball is the number one sport, and uh, if you ever go back to China, you you might consider going to the Philippines. They'd love to see you there. It's wonderful, wonderful people in the Philippines, and basketball is their number one sport. They're an amazing people, yeah. and uh, and I played a lot of basketball in the Philippines. Actually, in fact, I had a in our school we played, and then with uh, a bunch of kids in the park, I played a ton of basketball in the Philippines. Yeah, I've been to the Philippines once. As a matter of fact, I was at a uh, basketball Hall of Fame induction there for one of my NBA colleagues, Billy Ray Bates, who played with the Portland Trailblazers, played in the Philippines for several oh, years. Okay, and he's one of the all-time all-time greats down there. So wow. Well, That's Peter, so cool. Peter, yeah, our time is running out, though, Pete. I, I just want to say thank you so much for being my guest and returning the favor uh, of giving me the honor to be on your show so many times. We'll do it again. Uh, we're, we're basketball heavy now. After the playoffs, we'll be getting into baseball quite a bit, a lot of baseball guys coming up. Uh, but, hey, uh, people out there listening, make sure you tune in to the American Sports History Podcast by Peter Ray and also Peter Ray on YouTube channel. Uh, This is James Donaldson standing above the crowd. We will see you next week back at our regular time, regular station. Thanks so much, Pete. Have a great day. See everybody. Thank you, James. God bless you. You got it. Okay.